Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Louise Bussell. Thanks. Just have to excuse me, I'm just going to unpack while uh, just give me a moment. Always got to have a few, a few things right. Okay, okay, okay. I think, yes, I think I'm ready. Well, good morning. Thank you uh, for uh, being here. Thank you to all the uh, little people, actually. If you're normally in kids' church, you get to stay in the service today. Say thank you. So many of you have been, oh, when are we going to kids' church? Well, we're going to pray for everybody. Oh, but then are we going to go downstairs? No, we're going to stay upstairs. So I'm going to do my best to, to help engage you and make it interesting for you as well. Do you know we've got a great kids team? We've got some amazing people that volunteer in uh, kids' church. Um, and I'm trying to see if I can spot anyway. We've got Lilia on the front. We've got Alasius who joined us at Christmas. He was quite reluctant, but is brilliant. We've got Hank, who joined the team this year, who is phenomenal um, with, with the children. I know a lot of you know him on, for car parking, but he, he is, is brilliant. Um, we've had Gina Gripper join the team. She doesn't serve on a Sunday with the children, but um, she's great at admin. My mum sat me down this year and said, do you know, Louise, I think you really need to, at the age of 42, accept the fact admin is not your gift. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Um, and she's right, it isn't my gift. And God sent me Gina, which is absolutely brilliant because she, she she's amazing. Um, uh, and we've had all sorts of people. We've had a load of people start with tots. Uh, but also, uh, there was, I don't know whether he's here, he's here. We've also had Steve and Ruth join us. And I just want to make a special mention to Steve and Ruth. So Ruth's not here, but Steve is. So Steve can stand up for us, please, thanks. Uh, Steve and Ruth have joined our church and just got stuck in. And um, Steve at the beginning was like, oh, I'm not sure I'm a kid's person. But do you know what? Friday Night Club would not run without these guys. They put in and they are keen to make things amazing. So Steve, I have got a little bit of a gift. I am going to tell Ruth I've given you these so you can't eat them <laughs> all yourself. I'm going to don't make it squeak. Kids' church work wouldn't work without our kids. And there's one uh, particular young lady this year who has impressed me uh, with her diligence. She's always here. She's all, when she's here, she's always here to help me and sort things out for me uh, and organize things and often uh, knows better than me about setup and layout sometimes. Uh, so that is Tarragon. Tarragon, come on up. <laughs> Tarragon, we love having you in Kids Church, and you are fantastic, and that is well-deserved for you. Thank you. You are welcome. Oh, great. So, <coughs> we, uh, this morning, I've got a short message to bring you. We're not going to be here long. Uh, and this message, I hope, will help you uh, understand more about your identity in Christ and help in the next season as we go Back to a new academic year, the season ramps up for Christmas and everything becomes busy. So I'm going to read this morning to, for you from Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 10. Um, and I've, I've taken uh, verse 7 out just to shorten it up. And this um, 
is from the New Testament. It's written by a guy called Paul who is telling the church um, how to be church, how to behave, and the great things that God has got for them. So I'm going to read this. And at the first bit, I want you to listen out because it talks about how we were before we met Jesus, how we were before we had Christ. And then it changes and talks about what God's done for us, what Jesus did for us. And then it talks, thank you, Eleanor. Um, And then it talks about what what we're going to do about it. So here we go. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Now, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? And it's because we choose to do the things that feel right and that satisfy our own needs. And that's what happens. And then it goes on. Verse 4 says, But God is so rich in mercy and he loves us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you've been saved for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Now the bit I want us to think about this morning is I want us to think about that verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Three parts this morning. You are a masterpiece. You've been made new in Christ Jesus and you've got some work to do. There are three things we're going to think about this morning so we're going to come around to those things. Firstly, you are, I am, God's masterpiece. Now, some versions of the Bible say handiwork or workmanship, but it all comes from this one phrase about being poetry, being a poem. And when you write poetry, it's not a Lego set where you click pieces in or a formula or, you know, a scientific thing that you stick stuff together. It's a creation. It's made through time and effort and thought. So I like this version, particularly I chose it uh, on purpose because it says the word masterpiece. And I like the idea of masterpiece. And it made me think about the masterpieces there are. So I need some volunteers to come and help me. Now, Ben and Casey, you're going to come and help me, aren't you? Are you going to come up? Come on then. Because I've got some masterpieces here. And these guys are going to hold them. uh, And I need a couple of other volunteers Anyone fit? Timothy, do you want to come up? He looks thrilled. Yep, come on, Millie. Oh, no, it's not. It's Eva. Come on, then. Sophia, do you want to come up as well? Perfect. Right. I want you to hold these. I want you to hold them like this so nobody sees them because we're going to have a bit of a guessing game, okay? And we're going to see if people know what these are. So hold it. Don't let anyone see it, Ben. That's it. Got it? Got it? That's it. Oh, got it? Got it? Got it? 
Right, okay, we're going to see how cultured everyone is and how good their artwork is. Right, art knowledge is, shuffle this way for me, Ben. All the way down, all the way down, all the way down, all the way down, all the way down. Stop, come on then. Shuffle. Yep, perfect. Come on down. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Okay, let's see if we know what these masterpieces are or who painted them, because I don't know all of the actual names of them, but I do know who painted them all. So, Ben, turn yours round. Turn it round. Does anybody know? Hold it so everyone see. Anyone know who the artist is? Not Picasso. It begins with a K. Kandinsky, yes, absolutely. Well done. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, it does begin with an M. Ma, ma, mon, mon. Gosh, you lot are rubbish. You need to come to my class. Not Monet, Montreal, Montreal. Okay, this is going badly. I thought everyone would get them. Okay, you better get this one. All right, go on, turn around. Van Gogh, Van Gogh. Well done, Isaiah. Isaiah. Van Gogh. Okay, and the sunflowers. Are you gonna turn around. Hold it, hold it up, so. Mona Lisa, yeah, absolutely, and go on then, turn around, Sophia. Hold it up, hold it up. Yeah, Salvador Dali, excellent. Well, give yourselves a round of applause, half round of applause. Okay. Do you want to, uh, do you want to sit down there for a moment? Because I'm going to have Ash to hold them up in a minute. Now, these are all masterpieces created by master painters. They know their stuff, don't they? And I like all of these pictures. But I thought, since these were all masterpieces, if I took a bit of each one of them, I could create like a super masterpiece. And it'd be worth millions and millions of pounds because I've taken the best bit from all of these masterpieces and put it together. Do you think it's going to look good? <laughs> Fine. Well, I will present to you, for one time only, the masterpiece... The super masterpiece is what it's called. I will take in commissions later. Uh, uh, by Louise Bossel. Are you ready? Are you ready? Look, isn't it good? No. <laughs> Here we go. Ra round of applause at any... Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant. Do you want that hanging up in our lounge, Tim? No, no. Do you know, it isn't very good, is it? It's rubbish, really. Um, but... Why am I not surprised? I'm not a master painter. I don't understand about pers perspective, about form, about colour, about composition. I've just taken the best bits that I like and put it together and expected something amazing. And it's, <laughs> it's not amazing, really, at all. But do you know, we do that in our lives. Hold these master paintings up again for me. That's it. We take bits from other people's master paintings, from other people's lives, and we put them together, and we expect to be able to create this masterpiece. You might see your friends being good at something, or have something that you want, or be something that you wish you were, 
and you try and take those pieces and create your own master painting. And just like me, you're not a master artist. You can't put that together and make it beautiful. Only God can do that. Brilliant. Can we give these guys a round of applause? You've done a great job. Put them there and you can go back. Go back to your place. That's it. Go on then, Ben. Go and sit back down. Great job. You did brilliantly. You know, God put us together the way we are. And it says in the Bible that we should take pride in ourselves without comparing ourselves to other people because God's got stuff for us to do and we've got to carry our own bit. It says he knows how many hairs are on our head. It says he knit us together in our mother's womb. He made us our own masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. So can you say, I am a masterpiece? That was rubbish. Do it again. I am a masterpiece. Thank you. Much better. Much better. I'm used to the enthusiasm of the children, you see. So I am a masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. My second point is that he created us anew in Christ Jesus. He made us new. So we understand that we are this masterpiece. So here we've got Van Gogh's sunflowers. We, we know we're a masterpiece. We know that God made us. But it said in Ephesians that we started in a way where we'd done loads of wrong things. In Ephesians, remember, it said that we had committed sins. We'd followed the way of the world. We'd done things that just felt good to us. You know, if you do things that just feel good to you, at the time, they ultimately don't feel good or do us a lot of good a lot of the time. And we do what works for us. The thing is, that leads to our masterpiece becoming a little bit messy like this. It leads us to us feeling guilty and feeling ashamed and feeling like we're not good enough or that we're full of anxiety because we expect everything to feel good and it, it doesn't. And if we carry on in that passage in Ephesians, what did it say? It said, but God loved us and he wasn't going to leave us that way. And he sent Jesus to die on the cross for us so we can be made new again. That's what we remembered this morning in communion, that although we had sin in our lives, we had bad stuff, we'd made bad decisions, God can make us anew in Christ. And that's what happens when we become a Christian, which is fantastic. But I don't know about you. I don't stay like this very often. I get grumpy. I get annoyed. Uh, I, I, I'm selfish. And I make poor choices and do wrong things. So my masterpiece ends up a little bit like this again. So I have to go to God and say sorry. And guess what? He doesn't say, you've had your chance now. Off you go. He makes me anew again. And then I mess up again, and it'll make me anew again. Because it says in the Bible that his mercies are new every morning. It means you need it every day. You can't expect to stay like this without a lot of effort. And you'll find over time, you'll be more like this and less like this. But you still will need to be made new in Christ. So, our first point. I am a masterpiece. I am made new in Christ. You're doing so well. Um, 
So my third point is that you've got work to do. God plans some work for us to do in advance. And I love this because we can talk about purpose and the purpose for things. I like uh, those TikToks and those YouTube shorts that talk about life hacks. I saw one this week that got this woman had got a pair of leggings. She shoved it on her head to curl her hair. I'm like, okay, fine. She wrapped it up, and miraculously, by the power of TikTok, it was beautifully curly. I'm sure it really works. One of my favorite life hacks, though, was uh, from a colleague I used to work with. Uh, And she got some shoe polish. It was about 20 years ago. Uh, And for those of you who went around 20 years ago, shoe polish came in a tin, and it was all waxy. Uh, And you get it in a tin, and this lady would get this shoe polish brown shoe polish and put it in her hair to cover a, a grey hairs up and she'd use it to, co- to cover a grey hairs which was great until she touched her head and went to mark some children's work and there's black black everywhere but things are made for a purpose so I do need a, a couple more volunteers uh, JJ come on come on up here JJ right out of my big bag You've got an option. You can have the green thing or that or that thing. Which one would you like to? You've only got one shoe on. <laughs> are you all right? You'll have to hop off the stage. Wh- which one are you going to choose? <laughs> Go on then. JJ, what is this? What's it for? Sweep. It's for sweeping up, isn't it? What if I used it to brush my teeth? Look, you can even catch your dribble. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> Do you think that would be a good idea? Why not? Like, no dribble on the floor? It will all be there? It's dirty, isn't it? It's horrible. Do you not think it's a good idea? No, I don't think it's a good idea either because it was made for, just like you said, JJ, to sweep things up. Thank you. Can we give JJ a round of applause? <laughs> oh, I've got one more thing in my bag. Who's going who's gonna to come and... Come on, Charlotte. You've not been up. <laughs> So energetic this morning. Right, okay, do you want to pick that one out? Can you, can you hold it? It's ever so heavy. Well, it's not ever so heavy, but it's quite heavy. Okay, hold, hold it, hold it, hold on. Hold, hold it there, there we go. Got it? Yeah. Okay, it's still a little bit warm because, because I had to iron. Oh, no. I picked up my T-shirt this morning out of the clean pile and it had two stains on. So I got to church and realized it was dirty, so I pulled a new T-shirt out of the box, but then I needed to iron it and so my iron is still a little bit warm. You didn't need to know that, I'm so sorry. <laughs> right, what, what is this? It's an iron. And what do we use an iron for? Iron your clothes. Uh, iron your clothes. And most people iron their clothes and they don't get any to get all the creases out, don't they? Yeah? Sometimes it doesn't always work like that in my house. But what if I use this to straighten my hair? Do you think that would work? What do you think would happen? Do you think my hair would fall off? I do. I, I, I actually agree with you. It would burn my hair and my hair would fall off and it would smell really badly. So what was this made for? To iron clothes, wasn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Can we give Charlotte a big round of applause? Go on then, go and sit back down, good job. So people spend hundreds and thousands, if probably not millions of pounds, designing and creating things for a purpose. That it fits together. This uh, sweeping brush and dustpan, they fit together beautifully and it holds in your hand well. And people spend a lot of time creating and designing things. So it won't surprise you that I'm going to tell you that God designed you 
for a purpose as well. You know, he put you together. He made you into this masterpiece and he made you new from this to this so that, because he'd got a purpose for you and he got a plan for you to be used in just the way. He, he wanted, and it said, doesn't it, in that, in that verse, it said, you've been made new in Christ so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. He didn't just say, oh yeah, we got Lilia, what are we going to give her to do now? Like, it, it, it's, it wasn't like that. When he planned you and formed you, he, he got something for you to do. Says that he got plans, it's that He's got plans to prosper you and not to harm you. He's got things that he needs you to do. So everything in your life has built up to now to do the next bit. Nothing's wasted. The painful bits, the joyful bits, the hard bits, the successful bits, the failures. God uses all those for the next bit. He says he uses all things together for the good of those who love him. And that is true. So, we've got our three points. We have got, I am a, I've been made new in Christ, and I've got things to do. God's got good works for me to do. It's really, really important. So let's reflect back on that verse. So we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So this week, take, this week and this term, take this message with you into work, into school. Let it inform your identity. Hold on to that of who you are. Don't let the world bombard you and tell you who you are, how you should feel, how you should react. Stand in something that is true. The truth is you are a masterpiece. The truth is you have been made new in Christ Jesus. And he's got something for you to do. So when you feel you're not good enough, or you're left out at school and other people choose someone else, or something is really tricky, or you get overwhelmed or anxious, stand on that thing that is true. Parents, teach your children this verse so they've got an identity in Christ. Memorize this, recite it, say it out loud, because it is the truth. Teach this to your children. So this morning, you might be thinking, gosh, well, I want to be made new in Christ. I want to take the things that I'm ashamed of and feel guilty about and that overwhelm me. I want them to be white and made new in Christ. What I invite everyone to do is just to close their eyes and have a little moment themselves. Maybe you want to be made new in Christ. Maybe you want to step into the purpose that God has given you. And if that is something you want to do for the first time this morning, can I encourage you just to put up your hand and then I'm going to pray for you. And then we'll move on with our, with our service. So if that is you and you would like to know God as your Lord and Saviour, that he can make things new and give you a purpose, just pop up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Pop your hands down. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for all these people that have risen their hands 
this morning. I pray that you will give them a revelation of the wonderful, amazing masterpiece that you have created them to be. Lord, they'll have an understanding and a revelation that they have been made new in you. And I pray you will help them to walk in the path that you've given them. Lord, I'm just going to pray for everyone this morning that as we start a new season of our year, that you will be with us. Whatever comes our way, we will stand firm in the truth of our identity in you, that we won't let the world tell us how to be or what to think, but that we will set our sights on your truth. Give us a great day and a blessed week. Amen.